Welcome into UGA Football Live with J.C. Shelton, where the dogs come to talk. Aaron Murray, Mark Rick, Rennie Curran, Brandon Boykin, Malcolm Mitchell, Keith Marshall, Kamari Lasseter, John Fitzpatrick, Michael Bennett. What is happening, Dog Nation? Welcome in, UGA Football Live. We are getting ready for G-Day. The annual spring game kicks off this week Saturday in Sanford Stadium, 4 p.m. Eastern kickoff. Going to be a great time. Got a really big show for you planned in respect for G-Day. Uh, we got Hunter Long, former Georgia offensive lineman. He joins the show. We talk about his recruitment, his career, favorite moments as a Bulldog, as well as Masters Week. Uh, he was actually on site for that. So if you're a golf fan, which I know a lot of you guys are like me, uh, we get a little inside look at the Masters there, see what's going on and what happened. We all know what happened over the weekend, but we get Hunter Long's take on some things there. And um, then we jump into an interview with his former teammate and good friend, Keith Marshall. Uh, he joins the show from the Players Lounge um, and, and former Georgia great at the running back position. Um, he joins us to talk about some spring football memories for him and what these young running backs might be going through. So great show for you guys planned. And I do want to kick it off with a few things that happened, or at least I want you to keep updated on. Um, let's let's touch first on Ellis Williams out of Folkston, Georgia, five-star recruit, five-star athlete. Um, it's intriguing for a couple of reasons, his commitment to Georgia this past week. He's in the 2025 class. Uh, he's 6'7", 235 pounds as a junior. Huge. A beast. And, and, and number two, he's not only rated as the number one tight end by on three sports, he's rated as the number one edge by 24-7 sports. <laughs> So who knows what he's going to play, but I think one indication on what he's going to play in Athens is Todd Hartley, Georgia's tight end coach, is actually his primary recruiter. So we could be seeing Williams line up at tight end, which gives Georgia another Darnell Washington-esque type of player, type of body at that position, which Georgia was able to use so well over Darnell Washington's time. Um, so big moves there in that recruiting class and in 2025 class, which is number one, by the way. Um, and this kid is an absolute stud. Uh, I can't wait to see Williams in the red and black. Um, also 2024 class, Georgia recently gained a pledge from four-star safety DeMello Jones, 6'1", 176. He's out of Swainsboro, rated as a number seven safety in the class, number 18 player in Georgia per 24-7. Uh, also in the 24 class, three-star O-lineman Malachi Tolliver committed to Georgia, 6'5 and a half, 315 pounds rated as the number 88 O-line in the nation. So Georgia's still making moves in the recruiting class. Um, number one and 24, number one and 25, like I said, no signs of slowing down. Off of two national titles, um, NFL, what, modern NFL record last year, right? Um, the way that Kirby Smart's able to not only plug championships as a reason to come to Georgia recently, but also – his ability to prepare players for the NFL, the next level. And this is this is where these guys want to go. They're coming to Georgia. They want to go to the NFL most times. 
like 99% of the time, right? Um, so that, what, what better place? And Kirby Smart has really, I think, plugging that. And, and he doesn't have to do much talking now because it's it's everywhere. I mean, it's going to be the Georgia draft show in late April. We'll definitely get into that when time comes. Um, and then the national championships and what that does for recruiting. Um, it, it's a big weekend, too, this weekend at G-Day uh, for these recruits. A, a bunch, a bunch of marquee recruits are going to be in town. Um, head over to Twitter. Uh, to see those updates, I've liked a lot of those to keep you guys updated on that and who's going to be in Athens. Now, without further ado, let's get in. Also, wait, wait, wait. One thing I want to mention, I just thought of this, is these are interviews that you're about to see were recorded at different times. And this is recorded at a different time. So I'm pretty sure I rocked three different hats during this uh, whole show, which is, I think, impressive. One, the hat game. So take a peep at that for your boy. And also, I love this profession because I cannot do my hair and just throw a cool hat on and go with it. So a completely unrelated note. But now, without further ado, um, here is former Georgia offensive lineman Hunter Long. And, you know, Hunter Long is kind of fate, I think, because, you know, we, we scheduled this with Hunter. And then he happens to be at the Masters this week, all week. And I can't wait to chop it up with him about the Masters and Georgia football. Hunter, how are you doing, man? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on, first of all. And, uh, yeah, it's a big week, big uh, big week down here in Augusta. I got I got to go in on Monday, actually, so I enjoyed that. And um, I, uh, I'm i down here all week with my company, and uh, we, we get to play golf during the week at uh, the River Club here in Augusta, and then we're taking customers into the Masters, and we have a house down here. So it's a really good time. It's a, it's a fun event, but – yeah, I mean you can't you can't beat Augusta in in April. <laughs> no, you know I could hear the music in my head already. I, I'm gonna go. Well, after we get done here, I'm gonna go turn it on. I hear that uh, that, that famous intro music. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, and we'll get started. You know, um, yeah. What's that weather look like out there right now? Oh, my goodness! Yesterday we played golf and I got burnt. Yesterday it was I, I want to say it was 86 and sunny yesterday. Um, mm. It was beautiful uh, on Monday, the day I got to go in the tournament. Um, but yeah, yesterday it was it was getting close to ninety, and today it's a little overcast, and I think it may have rained overnight. But uh, yeah, I think they were calling for rain today, and then maybe again Sunday. I think it was like a hundred percent over the weekend. Yeah, no, that's gonna be interesting. You know, I kind of like yeah. it. I kind of like it. You know, soft conditions and uh, make these guys really work for it. And let's right. let's talk about picks real quick. Uh, I put a few plays in yesterday. I know I, I really like Scotty or Cameron Smith first round. Not sure why. Yeah. You know, I like Rory too. I heard some uh, heard some talk about Rory in soft conditions, and then uh, mm-hmm. you know, like Shane Lowry in soft conditions. You know, those right. European guys um, are do so well on those types of days. What are you thinking? What yeah. are you feeling like, man? I mean, it's going to be hard to beat Scotty, I think, but I I, I pull for Rory just because he's he's a, such a good person for the game and um i i enjoy watching him play and he seems to do everything right and he obviously has not won here in augusta so i think i'm pulling for him to win but uh i think it's gonna be hard to beat scotty and I also i mean there's a whole nother conversation about the live guys so i think there's going to be some big competition between those guys in the pga you know maybe unspoken competition about we can't let the live guys win win this tournament <laughs> yeah so i yeah, think that'll I think be so. interesting to see how that plays yeah, that's gonna be really cool to see that live and PGA kind of mix there. Um, right. Yeah, getting a call real quick. Oops. All right. Anyway, um, let's let's move on to what we're here for and a little Georgia yeah. football. 
Um, and I, I kind of want to open it up. You know, I kind of usually do this when we have first time guests and just hear about your recruitment, you know, and what that process was like for you. And, and when you chose that, you know, that Athens was going to be your home and you were going to be a Georgia Bulldog. What was that like for you, man? Yeah, so I had a little different uh, recruitment than most people, I would say, just because So my brother Austin Long played tackle at Georgia, so and he was two years older than me. So I kind of got to do the whole recruiting thing with him because uh, I was in eighth grade, ninth grade, um, in year when he was graduating from uh, high school and then going to Georgia. So I, I got to travel around a lot with him, and he was – a very highly ranked tackle coming out of Tennessee. He was Mr. Football for Tennessee. Um, so I got to kind of travel around. He had, I forget how many offers he had, but just about every, everywhere in the country. And so we, my dad took us, took us to basically every school we wanted to go to and uh, did the, you know, the, um, what is it? Unofficial visits and uh, w- w- meeting all the coaches, touring the campuses. So I had a good feel before my recruitment even really started um, of, of where I wanted to go, where I didn't want to go. Um, and so when my brother chose Georgia, um, it was hard to then, because right around that time I had started getting recruited a little bit by, um, some local schools, Memphis, uh, Tennessee, places like that. Um, cause I'm from Memphis originally. And, um, so as I started to get recruited, I was spending more and more weekends traveling to go see my brother, Austin. So I was in Athens more than most people would be during recruiting, just seeing seeing him. And so, I mean, it it was hard to it was hard to not choose Georgia because you know you you get in with all the all the players already. You're you know the coaches. They they've you know been to your house. They they have a a good connection to your family and things like that. So it it felt like home, obviously. Um, because I mean, my brother was there. And so it was interesting to, it would have been hard for me to go anywhere else. So I, I still wanted to do the full recruitment and make sure that's where I wanted to go. But, um, and I did not get an offer from Georgia until um, my junior year. Um, so I was going to camps, things like that. And then uh, I think it was a junior day that I, that I, that I got my offer uh, from coach Cyril's and coach Rick. And um, so I, I pretty much committed on the spot. Um, I didn't really, I mean, after thinking about it and being down there in Athens, it, it's, I mean, it's hard to turn down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I feel like that's a common theme um, with you former Georgia Bulldogs. And it's kind of interesting to me that you came from that really, you know, SEC football hub in, in Tennessee right there. I know you're from Memphis, uh, but there's a lot of good football around there. Is there anything else other than, you know, kind of the home aspect you just brought up, you know, with your brother involved and you being here a lot? that kind of contributed to you picking over, you know, staying in your home state. Was there any pull to stay in your home state and play? There was my uh, funny story. My dad was not a big Tennessee fan. (laughs) And so I, I don't know what it was. I was actually kind of a, that got off orange. He was. It's that god awful orange. It's terrible. It's terrible. I had a. I guess it was a phase, a rebellion phase, right? Where I liked Tennessee for a little bit, and Austin actually had that with Florida. He was a Florida fan for oh. for a little bit here in the Tebow years, uh, which it was kind of hard to dislike him. But, um, but we did not have any ties to Georgia before uh, Austin started getting recruited. We did not know much about it. We obviously knew Mark Rick and, um, I mean, the legends that have played there, but we we didn't know a lot of the. Uh, the traditions and, and, and things like that. And, um, so it, it was interesting to, as we, you know, were there more 
starting to understand the traditions and how how special of a place it is. And um, there was a decent pool. I mean, during those years, it, Tennessee was going through a lot of changes. Obviously, I mean, it was um, Fulmer than I think Dooley, um, Kiffin. Uh, those may have been flipped, but I actually received an offer from Tennessee my sophomore year, I believe. And then during the coaching change, um, they actually pulled the offer back. They did that with, I think it was mm-hmm. like the, the four or five players in Tennessee. Um, we met with, with uh, they were Dooley had offered and then Kiffin when he came in or it may have been vice versa. Um, mm-hmm came in and said, we're wiping the slate clean. We're going to start with who we want to recruit. And as of now, we do not have any offers out for anyone. So basically telling us you guys do not have offers. So that, uh, that turned me pretty quick. Oh, <laughs> so I was like, all right, yeah, if, if you guys don't want me, then I don't want to, I don't want to be here. So, um, but I did not have, I was not as highly ranked as my brother was. And so I, I didn't have the amount of options. So mm-hmm. the second that Georgia second that Georgia offered, I, I jumped on it. <laughs> yeah. And the rest is history. And uh, we got to see you in action. And, and it, it stands out to me the time that you played in, because a lot of your former teammates have been on the show. So I've heard a lot about a lot of good stories um, about those teams and mm-hmm. the matchups and the, and the big games you played in. Um, you know, first mm-hmm. off, just is there one that you know stands out in your mind when you think back? Maybe you have a dream about every now and then about a moment in a game, anything like that? Because you had played in some big ones, absolutely big ones, right? SEC Championship, um, big time, you know, non-conference yeah. games. Yeah, I think the one that stands out, the the memory I always go back to is my first big game playing in was uh, my freshman year, and it was a game that none of us second-string guys at that time thought we were going to play, and it was Georgia-Auburn. And um, that's, I mean, obviously a huge rivalry. And we had, I mean, one of the best offensive lines I mean, some of the most talented guys. I mean, Ben Jones, Cordy Glenn, Justin Anderson. I mean, we were stacked at offensive line. So we we were just – and we were freshmen. And uh, me, David Andrews, Watts Dantzler, those guys, we were not thinking we were going to get in that game. And we go up by – I want to say the final score is 45 to 10 or something like that. And so Coach Coach Friend at the time, uh, offensive line coach, came over to us and was like, y'all get ready, y'all are going in. And we had not played in a big game like that where the stadium's full. We had played in some of the smaller games where kind of the fans have trickled out and it's not, you know, a roaring stadium. But we got to play in that one for a little bit of the fourth quarter. And that was that was awesome because we were not expecting it. And it was our first real experience of, of getting in and playing in Sanford Stadium. It was that's one I always go back to. But you're right. There's there's a lot of big games that come to mind. Um, I think my first my first game starting, that was that was a dream come true that's something that i worked for for a long time and um took a while but <laughs> when i got to it it was georgia southern um yeah 2015 and it went into a couple overtimes and we came out we uh came out on top but it was that was a fun game but it was senior night and uh got got my first start so that was that's one that is probably the top memory for me i like that that's awesome um you as far as sec goes and it was mm-hmm. kind of interesting you brought up Ben Jones there. I just wrote a story for the Players Lounge, and that's Aaron Murray's company. And, and those guys had a great interview and wrote right. a story on that. And some crazy story between those two guys as, as a the quarterback yeah. and center duo there. Um, and Ben Jones yeah. was just an animal when you think about oh, when, <laughs> when Aaron Murray tells these stories, man. He he had a he brought some dreadlocks back to the huddle, hung them on a <laughs> ceiling fan. Yeah, I was after gonna say Aaron. they were on a ceiling fan. <laughs> I that's remember just, seeing that. 
Wow. I mean, if, I, if I'm a quarterback, I want him. But if I'm a defensive lineman, I don't want to see that guy. But, um, you know, they brought up a commonality between them was the hate for Auburn. So as a guy from Tennessee, yeah. I wanted to find out, you know, is it Tennessee? Is it Auburn? What is uh, maybe your your number one SEC team you don't like to play, but you like when you beat them? You know what I mean? Your, your most yeah. hated SEC team. I would say Tennessee for me. Um, yeah, not them pulling that off for that. That's that was always personal for me. And so I, I strongly dislike them. Um, Auburn is one that we had some great games, obviously, against Auburn. And that stadium, that is a fun stadium to play in. And so I always enjoyed that that rivalry. Um, the the disdain though wasn't as there much for as much for me um as it was for like a florida or a tennessee um because the there's something about the florida game because you know it's a it's a neutral neutral site so it's a little it's a different game um the prep is different and um so those two to me are i mean coach rick always had rocky top playing all week at practice so you did not want to hear that that fans start up that song during the game so that was always a big motivation for the defense to not let them play that song <laughs> yeah well i appreciate that i appreciate that from rake and i hope uh kirby does that as well because that song has gone awful as well uh, just like the orange oh my goodness it's it's bad. um <laughs> yeah. that's funny um but that's a, that's a tough stadium though neyland stadium that's yeah. uh it gets loud. <laughs> yeah. No, that, that's one thing about it, too. And Georgia's played well there recently. So, we hope we can keep mm-hmm. that going this year. It's going to be a big game. Um, I mm-hmm. expect Tennessee to doing pretty well when, when Georgia comes to town. Um, yeah. You know, the players you play with, some really big-name guys, some guys who are still playing in the league right now. And, mm-hmm. um, and at the running back position, played with some great ones, some all-timers Absolutely. at Georgia. Absolutely. Is there one? You know, it's probably going to be hard for you to pick one. But, yeah, definitely. <laughs> but from all around football, I'm talking out of the backfield as, as a receiver, um, inside the tackle, outside the tackle, um, you know, pass protection. Who's your favorite? Who's that? Was that guy who stands back there and you felt the best about in every play? God, there, there's so many different dynamics because, I mean, uh, Keith, if, if you give him an inch, he's gone. I mean, he no one's catching him on the field. And, uh, so he, I mean, he's obviously a fun one. Uh, Todd, I mean, <laughs> can't say enough things about Todd. I mean, he's he's one that I remember. I think Coach Bobo would always say, "Get three beating his chest," because when you know when he jumps up from the pile and starts beating his chest, you knew we're we're going to keep giving him the ball, and it was over from there. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Todd, I mean, but Nick. Sony, and coming in, coming in, uh, we had Isaiah Crowell with uh, my in my class. Um, he was special for sure. Um, but yeah, it's they're they're so different because I mean Sony and Nick that was a that was an unbelievable duo. Uh, people ask a lot, you know, who was the better duo, Keith and Todd or Sony and Nick? And that I I can't answer that. I have no idea. But I mean, because they're they're such different backs. Uh, mm-hmm. Nick is just the power. I mean, he's every down back, and I mean Sony is every down back as well. But he was the uh, more agile, you know, sweep guy, and Nick was pounding it through the middle and stuff like that. So it, they're so different. Um, it's hard to pick one, but I mean, Todd was Todd was a special one for sure. Yeah, and that's yeah. that's funny. You bring up the two duos because you know obviously. Gershel was something yeah. special. And the first time we kind of saw that in the modern Georgia era was those two 
uh, tailbacks going at it and, and really taking the majority of the carries and, and production was out off the charts. But then, right. you know, Sony and Nick, the best duo of all time, when you look at the stats and what yeah. they were able to produce. So different backs, but similar productions. And it's really right. interesting to look at. Um, yeah, it's, it's so interesting because, I mean, and at, at one time, I mean, they were all in the same, they were in the same running back room. I mean, Sony, Nick, Todd, Keith, I mean, the, even uh, Brendan Douglas. I mean, the, there was there's some great backs there all in the same room. And I mean, that was for Coach McClendon. I'm sure that was tough. <laughs> Who's starting? Who do I go to? Exactly. Just a wealth. He had a lot of options. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. The good problem to have. And then as, as far as Georgia defensive linemen, you play with a lot of good ones too. It's like Georgia's been a kind of a factory since yeah. that era as well in the NFL. Um, who is that guy you hated going up against in practice, man? That just, maybe they talked a lot of trash, but maybe they, maybe they took your money here and there. Wake up. I still wake up with cold sweats thinking about my freshman year, uh, that, that defense, uh, the 2011 defense. I mean, I'm pretty sure everyone, all 11 starters played at least a snap in the NFL, which is <laughs> unheard of. And so, you know, that my freshman class alignment, me, Watts, David coming in and because the, at, during that, I don't know if they still do this, but the twos would go against the ones so that we were the number two offense. So we'd be going against every day in practice, the number one defense. And I mean, from the guys that we were going against, whether uh, I was usually at guard and David was at center. So, I mean, we're blocking Avery Jones, um, Jarvis Jones, um, Ogletrees, uh, Christian Robinson, uh, Mike Gilliard. I mean, it, they they were absolutely stacked. And I, I think probably the toughest one that I had to go against was when it was, I mean, God, the names keep coming to my mind is John Jenkins, Kwame Gathers, yeah. um, Derek Lott. Derek Lott was, he was special for sure. Um, D'Angelo Tyson. So I would say probably the two toughest my freshman year were D'Angelo Tyson and Avery Jones. Cause it was depending on where they were, what the defense was called. It was, I was blocking Avery, or if he switched to the other side, I was blocking D'Angelo. And it, that, that was not a fun year for me. <laughs> I bet not. Guys. Man. They were they were seniors, I believe, and, yeah, we were freshmen. And, it I mean, it helped us a lot, I would say, uh, going against those guys. But at the time, it was not fun. <laughs> <laughs> Waking up every morning having to go block those huge mammoths of guys coming at you, coming after your quarterback, your running backs, yeah. I bet. Um, I can't blame you. Yeah. Um, and let's yeah. move on here to, to the national championships as a former Bulldog. Um, mm -hmm. What was your experience like last year? Um, well, the year before that, sorry, the first one. Yeah. Uh, the first one in 42 years, something that George has been trying to get over. And and your team, you know, got so close as well there in 2012 mm -hmm. and had a chance at it. If we've been taking down Alabama. And we all know who that how that turned out. Yeah. What was that experience like for you, man? And just, you know, how kind of George has kept the domination over the last two seasons. That to me is, and you know, Alabama. That to me, that's the most impressive thing about Alabama is how they they'll lose, you know, key players, key coaches, and they keep they keep dominating. And so that's that's what I think is so impressive is you know, or two years ago we lost a, a ton of key players, yeah. and and the year before that we had lost you know Sony Nick and all those guys and some huge pieces to that team, and just as dominant if not more dominant. And and seeing that. You know, that's that's how you know that Kirby's building something extremely special or already has. But it will continue to to, um, to will continue to be dominant is, you know, 
not dropping off when you lose those key players and, you know, having the leaders in the room and in the locker room to, to set the standard very high and to maintain that. And that's, that's something that, you know, not a lot of programs can do because you, you'll see like a, a team won a national championship and the next year they're, you know, six and six or w- whatever it is. And, you know, what happened to those guys? It's, you know, they don't have those leaders in the room, it seems like. And, and Kirby's been able to develop those guys and it, it's, it's been special to watch, but being able to, you know, I was, I was sitting at home in my living room watching, watching that game, the first national championship. And it was, it was really special. I just kind of sat there. I, I couldn't believe it. And, you know, so happy for those guys. Cause you know, it, it's, it's obviously been a long time and um, I know they, they put in the work and it was special to see it. It's finally come to fruition. Yeah, that first one was so special. Just the the length between the time between the last one we won, um, and then how it was done, and how it was kind of unexpected from the 2020 season because that was a mess when you look back at it, um, because mm-hmm. of expectations and talent, and then the quarterback situation right. kind of threw Georgia in a weird spot. Um, right. But I think I agree. You know, as a writer, and and you know, on a yearly basis, you know, leading up to spring practice, leading up to fall practice, you know, we're talking about questions. We have a question at cornerback. We have a question at offensive tackle. Well, maybe just for example, right? So how are they going to reload from 15 uh, NFL record draft picks in 2021? Right. Oh, they're just going to go 15 and 0, not just right. contend, be the best yeah. team by far in college football. So that's what's so impressive. I agree. And let's see if Georgia can do it again. The recruiting classes are there um, and the schedule yeah. lines up very nicely very nicely yeah. in the regular season this year, but it's all about the playoffs. We know that we know that. Um, so it's going to be really, really fun to watch this year. And, and I don't know what to do myself as such a winner the last two years <laughs> yeah. um, it's, it's, it's new territory, new territory. Yeah. So we're trying to, trying to learn as we go here. Uh, but Hunter, exactly. I, I'm going to, we'll get you out of here, man. I'll let you get to the, the, uh, the master's week <laughs> for you kind of jealous yeah. but uh i'll be watching man we'll be we'll be tuning in uh we really yeah. appreciate your time man absolutely thank you for having me on i enjoyed it good good conversation and uh i'm looking forward to checking it out yeah yes sir uh well I'll take care guys check him out hunter long um on twitter as well uh what's your what's your tag buddy uh h long seven three Got you. Yeah, and we'll be tagging you up so those guys can find you and see where you're at. And we'll follow along with your masters if you give us some updates. Uh, we appreciate your time. Everybody go <laughs> dogs. Take care. Go dogs. Thank you for having me. We got a double dipping episode here. Uh, special guest, friend of the show, Keith Marshall, former Georgia running back. You know him. You love him. Um, one of the best to wear the red and black in that position. Um, Keith, we really appreciate you jumping on here. I know you're a busy guy. Um, Keith's now working with the Players Lounge. And if you haven't checked them out yet, guys, head over there. I'm blessed to be able to help out with the Players Lounge and their Georgia site recently. Got a lot of good stuff, exclusive interviews. And Aaron Murray has some great calls with some former Georgia Bulldogs as well as current Georgia Bulldogs um, who have a lot on their plate coming up in the fall. So it's really great. Uh, discussions they have and some inside information you won't you're not going to find anywhere else so they, they have that access so check them out players lounge um and, and keith first off how are you doing and i think you got something going on saturday that we need to hear about absolutely well listen man i appreciate the warm introduction and always enjoy joining the show for a little bit um i think the other special guest was hunter long correct 
Yeah. Which is yes, which sir. is a good good friend. I was in his wedding. He's gonna be in my wedding. He's a Georgia legend in his own right. So uh, I'm glad you got a chance to connect with him. Um yeah, man, things for the players on are going. We're excited. Obviously, you've been a part of it and, and you've been a, a huge help. Um this weekend in Athens, G Day, we're excited. We're having our second annual tailgate there at Creature Comfort. So um, you know, be free food, drinks, time for kids, family, opportunity to meet some lettermen. Um, really just show people what we're doing with the players lounge in support of our current student athletes. So uh, we're super excited. We we invite everybody to come out. Yeah, I like it. Now it looks like the weather for now mm-hmm. is okay, but you never know with Georgia. But um, that's always a good place to be on Saturday in Athens. You can make your way downtown from there. Um, so check us out there, guys. And you can sign up at Players Lounge, like I just said. Um, yeah, and let me actually let me let me yeah. shout out some special guests. I missed I missed the mark, but we'll have yeah, no Jake Fung's gonna be there, Nicobe Dean, Chris Smith. I'll be there. John Theus, uh, Muhammad Masakwa will stop by. So there's going to be some, some what we'll call it DGDs that will be in attendance for sure. Yeah, I love those guys. Grew up watching them, um, and they'll be in Athens. So check them out, guys. Let's uh, let's get to G Day here, the game itself, and, and kind of some preparations for it as well, because there's some storylines that stand out to me here, and one of those is running back. Um, obviously, your expertise, but you know, Kendall Milton. He just can't get away from the injury bug, I feel like. And, um, you know, sure enough, this offseason goes through a hamstring injury. It's going to hold him out, I'm, I'm guessing, as precaution um, because you don't want to get him any any further injury, right, because he's going to have such a big role in the fall as an upperclassman in that tailback uh, position. So now we have Dejon Edwards, who also went through an undisclosed injury this spring. We're not sure how healthy he is, but he's been limited in practice. So really Branson Robinson is right there. Freshman last year had some really gash plays in that backfield for Georgia. Um, Going to see a lot of him on Saturday. And then the freshman, true freshman, Roderick Robertson comes in. I've heard a lot of good things about him and his pad level, how he runs hard. Man, what is it like when when you have one of the, your star guys or maybe you know during an offseason when one of those guys goes out and all of a sudden, boom, you're there and you're taking a lot more reps with the ones? Uh, I can guarantee you they're going through it right now in spring ball because, you know, you have low numbers and and the reps are heavy. Obviously, spring ball is much more competitive than, like, practice during the season because you don't have to, you know, preserve your body down the line. So I'm sure those those younger guys get an opportunity to show what they can do. Um, hopefully, you know, I know Kendall's been injury-bitten a little bit. I went through that, so I'm hoping that he's able to get healthy for the season. Um, and same with Edwards. I think, obviously, knowing what those guys can do, the coaches are unlikely to push them. You know, they kind of know what they have there. want to make sure they're healthy uh, when camp comes around. So, uh, you know, Saturday would be a great opportunity for those young guys to, to, to show what they're made of. Um, to your to your point, we saw a little bit of Robinson last year. He's obviously a great runner, explosive, gas guy. Um, I think he has an opportunity to really take over this year and show, you know, show what he can do in a bigger role. And then similar to you, the freshman, I think he tore his ACL last year, correct, Rod? No, so that's that's Andrew Paul, actually. Um, <laughs> right now, Roger Robertson's coming out of that 2023 class. Okay, so he's fresh. He's fresh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it would be awesome for him to get a chance to get in there early, get get familiar with the offense, and uh, showcase a little bit. Also be his first time playing in between those hedges in front of people. So um, I'm sure he'll be giddy about that experience. Yeah, I can only imagine as a young kid, right? I mean, I'm not sure how old he is, 17, 18, coming in, um, early enrollee, right? So a super young guy coming in in a university full of people who have already been here for a semester at least. Um, so, you you know, obviously no experience there as a student. And then on, on football side, you're getting a lot of reps now, and you got to pre- prepare for a game in front of – it's going to be 54,000 with the, the, with the construction going on, not 93. But – 
still a lot of people in Sanford Stadium, maybe a bigger environment probably that you've ever played before. Um, is there anything that you told yourself in preparations for games like this? And for him, it's the biggest game he's probably ever played in, even though it's a, you know, a scrimmage here, but in front of a lot of people and it's going to be on ESPN too, you know, so there's pressure there. Did you tell yourself anything going into these? Did you, you know, what, what was your mindset? go to here something maybe a song you played i don't know maybe a, a certain thing you told yourself before you would go into these games and kind of keep your um your 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 mentals at ease yeah i think you know the first game obviously you have those jitters just you know it's a new new environment to your point new level your first time in that type of atmosphere so it'll be a little bit nervous this first couple of carries but um you know typically for most players once the game starts you kind of get hit for the first time you get through your first play it just becomes football at that point you know you can kind of get the you know you kind of I don't say ignore the crowd, but the focus is so much on, you know, execution, reading my keys, you know, making the play that I'm supposed to make that uh, you don't really have the opportunity to get lost in all, all the atmosphere as much. Um, I actually came in early, my, my, my uh, I guess, senior year of high school and went through spring and then I pulled my hamstring uh, a couple of days before G-Day, so I missed it. Uh, but I'm sure he'll be fine. I mean, he's a he's a high caliber guy. This is the opportunity that he's dreamed of. And so it's just time to go out there and do his thing. Yeah. Yeah. So Branson and, and, and Roderick. But I think Dejon Edwards has been limited, but I hope we get to see him. And he's another guy. I mean, he led beyond Kenny McIntosh, you know, second in rushing last year. Really excited what he can do. We, we've talked about this on the show, how much we liked Dejon last year, I think, last fall when we when you jumped on. We talked about him during the season and then he continued to have a great year after that i think he was just starting to really come into his own there when we got a chance to talk and then finished you know second on the team in rushing and out of the backfield such a good route runner and it has great hands there to get up field um good grid first move right after the catch and I, I think george is really going to utilize that going forward and mike bobo he he, he uses weapons yeah. right and you were a part of that offense under mike bobo as well what's something that stands out to you when mike bobo does well maybe your time at georgia you think he might be able to do now with this roster i'm actually super excited to see how much of that old offense that he actually brings back into it. i mean you know we were in the eye we had a fullback we ran a lot of power um you know outside zone these guys are typically out of the gun running inside zone and, and some sweeps and such so i'll be interested to see how much of that he, he brings back obviously coach bobo is a great coach in terms of identifying mismatches and influencing the defense with you know play action and things of that nature so um you know while i was there we always had a lot of explosive plays just because we were able to influence people get the you know second second level guys up into the line of scrimmage because of the run action and then you know hit them over top so you know, I'm I'm expecting us to 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 what's it called? Cheer up the band quite a bit this season. I don't think we'll see a step back at all. I have full faith in Coach Bobo. I'm excited to see him, you know, back in that position for the red and black. Yeah, yeah. And the talent he has is really incredible on the offensive line, even though you're missing these starters. I don't I don't want to get caught up on missing starters here. Um during the offseason, it's so easy to do. We do it every year because it's just something to talk about, I feel like. Uh, but the talent there on especially on the offensive line, so deep, guys coming in and I'm really excited to watch Amarius Mims. Um, if he can step in um, and play well, it'd be great to see it left tackle. I think he has that in lockdown if he can continue and stay healthy and continue to get good reps and practice, which I've heard he, he's had. Tight ends, another an area that we need to be looking for. Brock Bowers, right? He's back, but Oscar Delp, a sophomore, he's going to be right there at tight end too. Can he? Can he do the thing? You know, he just he just talked to Aaron Murray on the players' lounge, and that was a great interview. I like what he said. You know, really, the run blocking for them is the mm -hmm. is the number one priority, and I like to hear that, especially as an SEC team that you want to chew the clock, control field position, and the running backs do that, yeah. right? 
Yeah, so, I'll be, be very, very, very interested in seeing what happens in the tight end room because Darnell was kind of, you know, a freak of nature and something that you're not going to get another of where, you know, he was almost a six off the line and, and provided so many mismatches. And whereas Delp to me is a hell of a player. I mean, even he flashed his freshman year, but he's very much like Brock, right? So it'll be interesting to see how they utilize both those guys, you know, since they're similar body types and similar players. Yeah. And checked out that interview on the Players Lounge. He brought uh, Oscar Delp said he was up 20 pounds. Uh, from 225, so around 245 right now. I like that. Maybe a bit, a bit you know, harder to move in the run game, but it's going to be different, right? Because you said, you know, Washington is that six offensive lineman on the field, so the blocking might not be, and one might not look the same. They might be using different areas um, of the offense and, and scheme to help him in the in the blocking game a little bit and free up the running backs. Um, let's talk G Day stories real quick because. You know, it's something special for, you know, such a big football program, one of the marquee football programs in the country. And a spring game is something that everybody looks forward to. It's the first glimpse of that that 2023 team that's going to be defending its second consecutive national title. Um, what, what's your favorite part of G-Day, man? I know you were a part of a few of them. Uh, what was that? What was that favorite part for you? I'm being totally transparent here. The favorite part was when it was over because we got, <laughs> we got a break. So for those of you that don't know, really the only break you get in the entirety of the year as a college athlete is right after, you know, spring game. You get a little bit off in May to kind of, you know, take a deep breath, chill out a little bit before summer work gets going. So uh, my favorite part and everybody's favorite part, whether I'll tell you that is when, is when you know, it's over. I mean, spring is a grind. It's obviously extremely important to, to what your, you know, your point is kind of finding that, uh, you know, who the team is going to be, what players are going to step up, kind of, you know, what is the the overall kind of vibe of the team, if you will. But at the same time, you are going against your own guys every day. It's very physical because you're not having to preserve your body for a game, a real game, you know, against another opponent. So uh, spring is dog days, man. So I'm sure these guys are excited to wrap that thing on up. Yeah, I don't blame you. I didn't. I didn't know exactly what the players feel about it. I guess, uh, but that's different than the fan base. I'm sure everybody wants to see these guys get Listen, after it, right? Again, and then, no, yeah, yeah. Nobody will say it publicly, but I promise you, if you pull <laughs> anonymously, you know, guys watch spring ball. Nobody likes spring. Ball. That's why I call you the truth, Keith. Yeah. That's why I call you the truth. I like it, man. Um, tell tell them one more time where to find you on Saturday. Keith and a, a bunch of former lettermen. It's going to be a great time. Got some autograph signing as well. I know you said food, drinks, and the yeah. works. Absolutely. So we'll be at the Creature Conference downtown Athens from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Like I said, it's a fun, you know, family field environment. We'll have the opportunity to meet some of the former former dogs there, food, drinks, autograph signings, some cornhole, maybe even a little bit of beer pong. So uh, we're excited to have a good day. We, we encourage everybody to come out and check us out. It is free. All that we ask is that you go check out the new platform, create an account, set it up, and uh, we'll enjoy hanging out with you on Saturday. Awesome. Awesome. And right after that, go to Sanford Stadium and check out, I didn't mention the quarterback, battle these guys are you talking about somebody that's not going to take any uh gas off the pedal these quarterbacks because they're fighting for that spot so my that's my last note uh we'll get you out of here keith really appreciate your time man absolutely man appreciate you go dogs as always go dogs